Hi, and welcome to The Agile Innovator, a Nielsen IQ Basies podcast that reveals the incredible people, stories, trends, and insights behind some of the successful new product and service innovations. Joe Lingenfelder here, and today we have a special episode as we look at how the restaurant team is leveraging our in-house neuroscience group to drive real results with our clients. This past weekend, I was at the airport and decided to go to a fast food restaurant before my flight departed. I walked up to the touchscreen menu board and right away I noticed how visual my options were. My mouth started to salivate as I looked at the breakfast sandwiches. This visual menu board and my body's reaction to it is no coincidence. The brain is hardwired to react to food. Our team of neuroscientists and restaurant experts are here to help explain the science behind our brain's reaction to food and the implications this has for restaurants of all sizes. I'm excited to have this group here today. Matt, Megan, Maya, could you introduce yourselves? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks, Joe, for having us on again. I'm Matt Luff. I lead our restaurant vertical here at Basie's. And what that means for me day to day is really I'm trying to take our restaurant practice beyond just being innovation experts in your menu innovation, but into, into being more of a 360 restaurant consultant. So whether that is refreshing your app, making your menu more profitable, identifying what the next menu trend is with the people to help. I'm Megan Belden. I have been with Nielsen IQ for the past 11 years. I actually started my career in Basie's and more recently spent the last seven years within our consumer neuroscience practice. So I've, I've come back to Basie's now that we've integrated our neuroscience business into, into Basie's. And I am currently focused on serving our restaurants clients, working with Matt. Hello, I'm Dr. Maya Kano. I am one of the neuroscientists in our consumer neuroscience division of BASES. Um, I've been working with Nielsen IQ for about six years now. Prior to that, I was in academia. So my um, academic background um, is that I got my PhD at the University of California, Berkeley in neuroscience. I studied memory and forgetting um, using primarily the same uh, technology that we use in our uh, Nielsen IQ basis neuro methods. So for my first question, when I think of restaurants, neuroscience isn't exactly the first thing that comes to my mind. Could you talk a little bit more about how this partnership began and why it's been such a success? Yeah, for sure. So, so firstly, the integration of Nielsen's neuroscience and bases is, is relatively recent, but there's some really good synergies between the two. They complement each other really nicely, bringing together those system one and system two plays. So two things I really like about it. It's a huge step beyond what I was talking about in the intro. So really taking us beyond just innovation and just menu innovation into other spaces, ad testing, app testing, whatever that may be. But it, it's also thing, something relevant to the biggest restaurants and relevant to the smallest restaurants. So guests, guests at your smallest mom and pop shop are still going to have these responses and can still take something from the neuroscience learning, which, which really excites me. Yeah, Matt, I agree. And I think just having come back into the Basies organization, I started my career at Basies and have spent the past seven years working within neuroscience. So I'm really excited to see those synergies come to life in the type of research that we can do. Um, we know that in integrating behavioral science is really important because, you know, our brain really hold on to all of our past experiences. And so it influences how we perceive and how we have, um, how we emotionally react to things and make decisions. And so 
by integrating neuroscience into our more traditional research methods really lets us understand what's driving behavior of guests. Um, and our toolkit includes a variety of tools. So, you know, we have everything from EEG, eye tracking, facial coding, and other methods. And so we get to play with a lot of tools to help answer important questions on how we can impact guest decision-making. Uh, getting more into the science, what do we know about how our brain reacts to food? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. There's quite a lot that we do know about how our brain responds to food, um, though there are a lot of open questions, open research questions. Um, at the basic level, when we eat something, receptors in our, our mouth, primarily on our tongue, activate our gustatory pathway, um, our taste pathway, and that pathway ultimately synapses in the cortex. And in the cortex, that's where our taste perceptions occur. Food is one of our primary or fundamental drivers. Um, so our, our brain really incentivizes us to find and eat food. So I think like we, we feel pain when we're hungry. We feel pleasure when we eat. Um, these are things that, that motivate us or incentivize us to, um, to get food. When we eat delicious food, so when we taste something good, our brain activates those gustatory areas in the, in the cortex. And um, that not only gives us the perception of taste, um, but it also activates areas that encode value and trigger reward. Um, and we have this preference for high caloric food because that food gives our brain like more energy, um, our brain and our body more energy. And there's actually some research that shows that we're, our brain is really good at detecting or discriminating between high calorie and low calorie food um, uh, really early on in our visual processing. So when we look at food, our brain can tell be, even before our conscious awareness um, whether or not it's going to give us high calories or low calories. One interesting finding from the academic literature is that not only, um, it's not only that eating food activates these gustatory or taste areas in the brain, but even looking at pictures of food can activate our brain in a really similar way. So we are visual creatures. Um, about a third of our brain uh, directly processes vision. Um, much more of our brain is involved in vision in various ways. Um, so we get a lot of information about things, including food, from what we see. So just seeing images of food in a way simulates that experience of eating. And that can uh, drive desire and motivation to get and eat that food. So having spent the last seven years working primarily with marketers and agencies on advertising and how we optimize advertising using neuroscience, this has come up time and time again, right? We all know it's important to show our food looking delicious and, you know, food porn has become such a major trend in the industry. And there's a reason for that, right? It's really fundamental to who we are as humans. We've evolved to need food for our survival. And so this is really fundamental and hardwired. And a lot of our responses and decisions are driven by those automatic processing. And so it's really critical that we understand and are able to measure this response. What are some of the things that can influence how we respond to food? 
Yeah, similar to how our brain sort of simulates the eating of food just by looking at pictures, our brain can simulate experiences in other ways as well. So, so one way that we learn or simulate experiences is through other people. So other people can really um, directly influence how we respond to food. Um, we are social creatures, and it's thought that our mirror neuron system is involved in social learning. Um, so these neurons are activated both when we do an action and when we see someone else do that same action. Um, so our brain mirrors or sort of simulates the actions of others. Um, this has been shown for actions, for sensations, and even for emotions. So when we see someone express an emotion, our brain can sort of understand that person's experience by simulating it ourselves in our brain. So there's research that has shown that this comes into play when we see someone react or emote in response to taste. So both for positive and negative tastes. Um, and what was found was that the same taste areas were activated in a similar way just by seeing the emotional response that someone that someone else had for a taste um, as when we ourselves tasted and re uh, responded to that same taste. Um, so when we see someone take pleasure in eating food, our brain simulates that emotional experience and we learn that that food is delicious just through vision. For restaurants, the key takeaway here is how we show enjoyment of our items and of our food. Showing enjoyment is obviously really important based on what Maya has just shared. And it's also, I think, just how we can convey how we want our guests to feel about a food indirectly, even if they haven't had a chance to try it yet themselves. The example that came to mind when we were talking about this is, you know, how we actually teach our children um, how to eat solid foods. We may emote an expression that we want them to expect it to taste good. So we might smile and um, show ourselves enjoying it to mimic that experience. And, and so there's tons of examples of how you, you may be leveraging this type of thinking in your everyday life. Now that we know the importance of food, why is neuroscience important here? So all of our perceptions, our associations with food, that's all happening in the brain. So the only way to directly measure what's happening when someone's eating food, um, when they're looking at an advertisement um, of food, um, is to use neuroscience to really understand like the actual brain response. We use EEG here at um, Basie's Neuro, uh, which is a, a neuroscience method that has really high temporal resolution. So our brain responds to our environment um, really, really quickly. And EEG um, is well equipped to capture that fast brain response. With this method, we can uh, understand how the consumer is responding to a stimulus. So whatever stimulus that might be. So it may be a TV commercial, a print ad, um, a menu board at a really granular level to see how um, the consumer is emotionally motivated, how their, their memory system is activated, um, how they're processing things from an intentional standpoint. This allows us to really understand the, the power of the piece of marketing material, whatever it is, um, to drive a behavioral change. 
And it also gives us the granularity to pinpoint any, any potential areas for optimization. So for example, if there's a moment within an ad that shows food imagery, we can assess how, how hard that imagery is, is working to engage the consumer from an unfiltered perspective. This really impacts how we measure and conduct research on visualization of items and really the menu overall. So when food imagery is appealing, we can measure that via our EEG emotional motivation measure. It's very fundamental and granular because we really can't impact how much something looks good to us. You know, we might say, oh, that looks tasty, but we're not very reliable at self-reporting the magnitude of that liking or the depth of liking. So that can really be best measured and implicit and um, helps us to really understand you know, is it actually motivating or is it a rationalization overlaying their unfiltered response? By using these methods, we can really measure that response in a very granular way. And finally, if I'm a company looking to leverage this for my restaurant, what's the best way to do this? Yeah, I can jump in there. So the short answer, Joe, is, is reach out to myself or Megan. Our emails will be in the, in the notes for the podcast. But we have a whole team here dedicated to restaurants. So people that are living this and looking at these questions every day, and we'll be glad to bring them into a conversation and, and hear about your priorities. Thanks for joining us today. This podcast only skims the surface of what our neuroscience group can do for our clients. As Matt mentioned, please reach out to him, Megan, or your Nielsen IQ or Basie's representatives to learn more.